Sometimes it works, right? Um, <laughs> hello, everyone, and welcome back to To The Point. Uh, following some technical de uh, delays on my end, because I'm about as technically savvy as a chimp, uh, uh, we are back here, and I am joined by New Brunswick native, uh, Edmonton Oilers forward, uh, Brad Malone. Brad, uh, crazy way to meet a person, but uh, thanks for hanging in there with me. Well, we both got patience. I know that now. So that was, uh, <laughs> yeah. that was good. Yeah, absolutely. Um, how, are, how are you feeling following the, the big win and the, uh, the little uh, skirmish you got involved in Saturday night uh, against, the, against the Lightning? I had to get my back adjusted there this morning after a day off yesterday. But uh, besides that, no, it was pretty good. Um, just a stupid penalty by me. But I just really didn't think I touched him or pushed him that hard. But um, yeah, you got the win, so no harm, no foul. Right. Um, what's it like playing Tampa? Going into a game like that, are, are they as intimidating as it seems for you know for a guy watching from his coach? Uh, yeah. I mean, you just look. They usually like post their lineup. Obviously, you know everyone's pretty familiar with how their lineup looks. But then when you kind of see it after warmups, how they're built, and you know you recognize all the names, and obviously been following the last few years it's uh i mean it's intimidating but at the same time i think it just kind of gears you up when you're playing the defending cup champs you kind of have to try and bring your best yeah absolutely um what have the few last few years been like for you obviously yeah you just got you get back to the nhl after a number of years in the a how how has this whole journey process been like for you to, to go through and to finally get back to, to, to the National Hockey League? Yeah, I, I think it's, I'm honestly, man, it's been a pretty good um, experience. Like I really enjoy um, the minor leagues. I would not necessarily the league as much, uh, but Bakersfield in general, um, you know, there's a lot of great golf courses around the weather's pretty fair to us all year. So um we, we left uh, Canada like October of uh, 2020. So we've been down there pretty much the last, you know, year and a half or so and uh, got to know a lot of good people down there, actually a lot of former Canadians. Um, so we got a kind of a little bit of a network and a, you know, a support system down there. So we've really enjoyed it from a, a life perspective. And then hockey wise, I think it's just been the same approach and, I guess getting a coach up in the NHL that's a little more familiar with me is kind of uh, something I'm, you know, taking some benefit to. Yeah. Um, how would you describe Jay uh, Woodcroft as a coach? Oh, my bad. <laughs> he's uh, he's really detailed, man, to be honest. Like it, it, he worked under Babcock um, and Todd McClellan. Um, so he's he's got a lot of that Hockey Canada knowledge um, in terms of, structure and system but the way he communicates with with everybody is uh it's it's very fair he, he's not uh about pointing out an individual it's all about the team and playing within a structure and how it can help you you know play your game so i've really enjoyed working with him the last four years um obviously he's been really good to me and our working relationship's been really good did you did you have a good idea that you were going to get a call up when he became coach or was it a complete surprise to you yeah it was a surprise um I, I actually i was supposed to come up i don't know it would have been like maybe the beginning of the month or something and we were supposed to play uh calgary on hockey net canada on saturday 
and uh, it would have been my 200th game. So I was pretty fired up for that. And then I caught COVID. Uh, and then and then the bodies the body started to get healthy again and guys were getting back from covid and uh basically just kind of said you know we'll we'll honor your contract but you know we we don't really see that coming within the next little while here so and i just kind of cared about my business and then i guess for whatever reason i started to play well or i guess they had some guys that came in and watched us play but um yeah, luck would have it. You know, obviously, uh, yeah, great, great fortune for you and, and uh, everything down there. But you, you've been dominating the American League for a couple of years now. I mean, how, how would you say, how, how does the games parallel and how do they differ from the NHL to the American League? Well, I'll correct you first. I, I, I definitely didn't dominate anything. Well, but, you're nearly uh, a point per game. I mean, that's, yeah, that's, that's pretty good, Brad. Yeah. That's good for a slug, I guess. Yeah. <laughs> in my terms. Yeah. Um, to be honest, I think, uh, the game, it might sound crazy, but I think the game is easier from a, uh, execution standpoint up here. Um, in the NHL, I think guys are more in the system and in the structure and kind of are where they should be at all times or for most times. And in the American league, there's a lot of guys that are, you know, it's a little more free, uh, free will and kind of creativity. So, uh, offensively that, you know, that can benefit a lot, but then defensively, um, you know, you think somebody would be in a certain area for a scoring chance and you look and there's, you're checking air. So, um, definitely had to adjust. Um, you know, even when I was younger and I came into the league, I thought that was the biggest adjustment for me was just kind of understanding how people played at the American league level. There's a ton of guys, down there that have NHL skill and caliber. It's just, you know, again, opportunity. So it's, uh, you know, it's a tough test every night. And when there's not many people in the building, it, uh, there's not a lot of, uh, energy. So you got to try and find a way to, you know, not get yourself embarrassed. What's it like, what's it been like playing hockey in, in the COVID world where there's, you know, hardly any fans and guys are sick and, you know, protocols. What's, what's that experience been like for you? You know what? Uh, to be honest, I, I kind of like the the quiet arena. To be honest, I think the it's just like if you, even like offensively or defensively, like you know something happens and there's usually like a loud a loud roar, especially up here. And uh, you know when we got into the COVID era and we we're playing in empty buildings, it was it was just the guys that were playing and working. So he, he, there was a lot more communication and understanding of what was going on, which. I seem to enjoy. I always tell all my line mates, I'm blind as a bat out there. So you got to communicate and tell me what to do. So it's, uh, yeah, I think it helped me. No, it's, uh, I, I actually enjoyed the games, you know, watching from home too, because I find, you know, sometimes the fans can be a bit much. Uh, yeah. But yeah. Um, 1,288 days was, you know, the time between your your last goals a couple of years. I. What, what was that moment like? Kind of describe Wednesday night, uh, you know, I, I, you get the, uh, a big goal in the game. You guys end up winning. I mean, what was that moment like for you? Yeah, it was uh, kind of like one of those pinch me moments, I guess. Um, yeah, I, I don't know. It was weird. I kind of had a little bit of a vibe going into the game. I was sitting next to our uh, backup goaltender that plays with them uh, down in Baco, and I was like, I'm just – I'm feeling it tonight. And that's not something that I would usually say – 
in an NHL circumstance. It's usually something I would be a kind of a joke down in the American League. But yeah, I just felt really good about um, you know how I was feeling and just my instincts. So um, after that assist in the second period, I came in and I was like, oh yeah, like things are going well. He's like, well, I won't believe you unless you score one. So mm-hmm. yeah, it was uh, yeah, it was just one of those circumstances, I guess, where you don't really go into a game expecting it but um that night i kind of had a little bit of a feeling that you know i was going to have a chance to get one so um just to, you know on these goaltenders you really got to hit your spot and that was i was lucky to do that on that one yeah no uh you know great goal and obviously a great moment against uh against the washington capitals but um what did you ever think you'd get back to the big leagues or the last number of years? Like in your heart of hearts, did you think you'd play an NHL game again after, you know, you mentioned all those years down in the American league? Yeah. I mean, to be honest, when I was, when I was in the American league, I still thought I was good enough to play at this level. I don't think I was down there um, being like, I don't think I can play there. Um, you know, for whatever reason and circumstance in the situation that was here, I just, I wasn't in the deck of cards. Um, for the way they wanted to deploy a lineup. And uh, yeah, it just seems like lately, um, obviously that uh, thought has changed. And yeah, here we are. But uh, yeah, I just, I never quit. I just, mm-hmm. I don't know. It's, it's weird, man. I just, I, I really just tried to keep enjoying myself and just enjoyed kind of the, the suck of it all, of the grind of some parts of it. So when it goes that way, you know, you just keep your foot on the gas and hopefully, you know, you hit something good eventually. The, uh, the good golf course has had to have helped a little bit. Well, my, yeah, my mentality was in the right spot. If I'm, right. if I'm having a beer after 18 every other day, it's pretty good. Right. <laughs> yeah. That, that, that definitely's not going to hurt. No. Um, how's the morale in the locker room right now? You know, a couple of big wins in a row. You beat the defending cup champs, as you mentioned, how's the team feeling right now involved in a, in a playoff race down the stretch? You know, from an insider's perspective, um, you know, I'm a new guy, right? So I don't really have a, a huge pulse on what's going on. I just kind of, you know, no, I don't keep to myself, but I'm not really trying to read into too much. I'm just trying to worry about my own game. But um, just from knowing Woody and how he's kind of approached things the last few years, he's, he's really detailed, but he doesn't um, paint a big picture of what's ahead it's it's I know it's that old cliche but he really does he coaches like that it's a one day at a time thing so today was you know getting prepared for tomorrow and that was about as far as the conversation as it goes and obviously um I don't know when when was it yeah when when Washington came in I think you know there was a lot a lot more conversation in the room about you know this is a must win this is kind of one of the the nights where we need to turn it around so I think that conversation started then and now we're just kind of, you know, just keeping our focus and our, uh, our energy towards, you know, the task at hand. Yeah. Um, McDavid, is he as fast as he seems in practice? Is he, is he as fast as he seems on TV? Well, that game against Tampa was insane. That was, (laughs) I mean, he danced Hedman. Yeah. I mean, it's, I don't know. We call it like the, like the Indy 500 or whatever, but like before practice when everyone's just like skating around in circles, like he just sometimes like buzzes by you and you're like, Holy shit. Like what, what was that? So he's, it's, it's incredible. He really does have, 
like a natural ability, but just the way he uses his blades on the ice, the way he floats on top of it, it's like he it really does look like he's floating sometimes. It's it's incredible. Yeah, no, he said that. I mean, that had been goal. Not many people can do that to him, uh, and he made it look pretty damn easy. Um, yeah. Especially with his heads up the whole time too. Like if I'm trying to go that fast, <laughs> my head's buried down in my feet. Right, right. Um, how would you describe your game? If somebody's never seen you play, how would you how would you describe the way that you play the game of hockey? Uh, typical Miramichier, no. It's just <laughs> no, yeah. I mean, uh, from at this point now in my career, I'm I'd say I'm a very responsible defensive forward that uh, tries to play with a physical edge and uh, tries to bring some energy to the the building every night, um, and just tries to you know play a big man's game in a skilled man's world these days. You need that. You need uh, that. Yeah. I'm hoping. Uh, yeah, yeah. Um, yeah. Uh, you mentioned growing up in, in you know small town, you know New Brunswick, Miramichi. Um, looking back, how do you think growing up there and you know just the hockey and the opportunities? How do you think that either helped or hurt your career in the long run? Well, it definitely helped. I think. Um, like after the after those goals against uh, like Washington, it was like. I felt like I just got married again or had another kid just from hearing from all my buddies from back home. And, um, you know, th those guys that I haven't seen in, you know, some of them 15 years, you know, since I, you know, right. played together and I'm still hearing from my old teammates. And, um, I, I mean, I loved growing up playing hockey. That was in Miramichi. That was really all I thought about there for a long time. And, um, yeah, it was just a, a great spot to grow up and uh, go to school. Really, it was uh, it was awesome. Yeah. Um, you have any crazy AHL stories that you can share, either in a game or just something that is really comes to mind when you when you when you think of a crazy story? <laughs> uh, PG. Um, no, it doesn't have to be. Yeah, I mean, I, the American League is insane. To be honest, like in terms of or it used to be, I guess now it's a little different now. I'm an older guy now, but, um, yeah, I don't, yeah. Like we won our, like we won our division last year in, in Vegas. And I was really hoping that that would have been one of those nights where they just gave us the team credit card and let us go buck wild in Las Vegas <laughs> for a night. But they, all they did was take us to a gas station and let us load up on some beers and chips. And we had, uh, we had a we had a rookie party on the bus on the way home from Vegas to Bakersfield, so that was. But it's just, you know, things have changed a lot. Like when I played in Cleveland, my first few years, that was, you know, those were those were the days where you know you'd play Friday, Saturday, Sunday, and then you were at the bar after the game Sunday till, you know, basically Tuesday of practice. Some guys, so it was uh, right. those those days have changed a lot now. I'd say, but. Yeah, no, we've uh, I've had a I've had a few good run-ins over the years. <laughs> yeah, for sure. Um, you know, we always hear this term. He's a good pro, and I feel like I, I've seen that written about you. Um, and what what does it mean to be a good pro, in your opinion? 
in my in my opinion, uh, off the cuff, it would be a guy that is out for beers with uh, the guys the night before a practice on the road, and then shows up the next day for practice and doesn't miss a pass and doesn't bust up a drill and you know puts his work in and kind of just enjoys himself. Um, I think that's a little more old school mentality. I think now it's just um, you know how anyone would conduct themselves professionally at a job. It's just you know, carrying yourself the right way, being on time and, you know, just being a good employee and a good coworker. But yeah, my, my favorite line is the old pros pro, you know, like the guy that has, has the drinks the night before, like just being a good guy. And then the next day, you know, he's, he's ready to go to work. Right. Um, yeah, no, for sure. Um, do you have any long-term goals this season looking forward? Are you just, playing it day by day being up in the NHL or what, what are your, what, what's the yeah. long-term horizon for Brad Malone? I mean, you know, I'm, I'm kind of playing two sides of the coin right now, obviously. Um, you know, I'm last man in first man out kind of thing position. So, um, you know, I just got to keep my foot on the gas here. Just keep trying to, you know, be an influence in the game in a positive fashion and trying to help this, you know, the club collect points every night, obviously with the playoff race. So, you know, my goal is to try and um, play well enough to force the coach's hand to keep me in the lineup and, um, you know, kind of keep that trend going into, you know, a nice playoff run. Um, I think anytime you get an opportunity to make the playoffs with two of the best players in the world, it's, you know, it's something that every, every young pro would want the opportunity. And right now I'm, you know, pretty close to it. So I got to just uh, keep a narrow mindset here and just keep the foot on the gas. Do you think the team feels added pressure? Because like you just said, you have dry, uh, you have dry saddle McDavid sitting there. Be tough, be tough look to, to miss the playoffs as, as an, as a franchise. Do you think there's added pressure in the room or as a team to, to get in this season? You know, I think, I don't know if there's added pressure with those guys. I think, you know, every locker room in the NHL, um, you know, outside of the, you know, four or five teams that are sitting very comfortably in their division. I think that's just the, the atmosphere of the NHL. Um, you know, no, no two points on any given night are free. So you got to show up and execute and really, you know, have a good game management from a team perspective. So I think the pressure is welcomed by everybody, but I don't think necessarily because of who we have in the room, um, it's adding anything. I think that's just maybe an outside pitcher that is, I mean, obviously a pretty easy one to paint. Who was the, who had the biggest influence on you either like say growing up or when you got, you said you played uh, for Cleveland, the AHL, who are some of the, the leaders that you really look back on and say, they, I wouldn't be here without them. To be honest, um, you know, outside of my immediate family, um, dad and Brett, I would probably say, uh, my uncle Greg and uh, his youngest son Mark. Um, Mark's seven or eight years older than me, and Greg obviously he had a. When I was growing up, he was a pro scout or a amateur scout. Sorry, so just the advice that he was able to give me on a, you know, not a daily basis, but every time that he was around, and then uh, just the type of um, mentorship or big brother mentality that. Mark was, he was, uh, he was in Pittsburgh when I was in Cleveland. So he'd come up a lot and, um, he'd be the first one to criticize, 
you know, the littlest of details in my game. And he, I just, you know, I was thankful for the way he kind of, you know, supported me as a family member, but then expected a lot more from me than a lot, uh, most would. Right. Um, what's the most underrated road city in the NHL? If you had to pick, pick a game, you go on the road, you get a win, you get to go it after. What, what's the pick? The underrated one. Yeah, under something you wouldn't wouldn't really think of. Winnipeg. Really? Yeah. Why? Uh, I just think the uh, the nightlife is really good there for uh, for everybody. We used to. I went to school at UND, so we were only two hours away from there, right. and then obviously the drinking age changed. So I might have a little bit of a biased opinion, but. Uh, Winnipeg is sneaky good. I mean, obviously you got the good cities in the south, so I'm just trying to think of something. Yeah. More northern. No, I wouldn't have thought that. I would have thought it's too cold. <laughs> wow, that's why you stay inside. <laughs> true, true enough. <laughs> true enough. Uh, no, that's I. It threw me off there. I didn't expect to hear that one. Um, yeah, you'd be surprised. Do you follow the trade deadline? as a player or do you block that out how how do you approach that with it coming up next week i mean yeah i I, like you know i'm still sitting here in the hotel so you got you know you got sports center on and you're you know paying attention to what the the bob mckenzie's and that likes of the world are saying but um it's just you never know what's going to happen i just know by the sounds of it or just from what i'm hearing from guys is that the I don't know about the trade deadline, but it sounds like the draft this year is going to be a, you know, a pretty crazy um, and eventful time for guys getting traded just with the, the cap being where it's at and uh, free agents being available. Right. Yeah, for sure. Um, uh, let's see. Who's your favorite coach you've ever had? Uh, Craig Verube. So the, um, yeah. I had him in I had him in Chicago. Um, for I got traded at the deadline actually um, from uh, Hershey to Chicago. That was like at the time St. Louis's uh, farm team. Mm-hmm. And obviously, I you know I knew the history of of Chief and you know how he played. So um, respect was obviously given and earned, but. Um, just the way he conducted himself as a coach, man, it was, it was old school. It was, uh, there wasn't, wasn't much video. Uh, he was always on the, on the chalkboard or the marker board or whatever you want to call it. And, um, that's kind of how he taught and he, and he communicated, um, with everybody equally. So just the way he he carried himself and just how he kind of demanded things with expectations without, um, overpowering guys. I thought he was, Thought he was an unbelievable coach, and obviously, uh, to do what he did with those guys in St. Louis, I think it kind of speaks for itself. Yeah, it, having a coach like him, do you feel the need to play harder because he's so intimidating, or at least he looks intimidating to me on the bench? I I think it just from from everybody, just it's just an expectation thing of of how he. I don't know how, if, however, just the way he presents himself, himself, and the way he has an expectation that you just want to play well mm-hmm. and he doesn't judge you necessarily on your skill, but on your effort. The same thing is like uh, Rod Brindamore. I had him as an assistant coach in Carolina and mm-hmm. had a lot of bag skates with that guy. And uh, 
I can't imagine that. Oh, well, the worst was he'd beat me in the bag skates. That was embarrassing. But uh, <laughs> like he, no, like both those guys, um, you know, the way they conduct themselves off the ice um, and the way they communicate, it just really, it, it demands respect or it's, you know, it, it's, you just want to play well for these guys because you just respect them so much. Does, is it true, Rod the Bod? Like, is he pumping iron with all the players? Like, is he? Is that is that all true? Yeah. So in Carolina, when you walk in, you gotta go. You kind of have to walk through the locker room to get to the the lunch area. So on game day, they provide breakfast. So I'd walk in in the morning, check the lineup, and you know, most times I wasn't wasn't playing, which I knew 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 beforehand. But you go, you just go and check just in case. And then you got to walk by the locker room and then by the gym. So when I'd walk by, it'd be probably about an hour or 45 before pregame skate. And Roddy's in, in the gym working out. So I'd go and have breakfast, come back. He'd still be in there. And then I'd get ready, get go out for skate, kind of like doodle around. And then Roddy would just run me through some marathon of a skating drill, which it, it was tough, especially when we we're on the road and I knew I wasn't playing. You have a couple beers and you got to go show up and compete with that guy it was it was tough so then after pregame skate um, i'm bagged like i can barely walk and he gets back in the gym works out again then catches the bus or whatever and then when you come back for pregame he's in the gym again so he's working out wow. three times a day it was incredible like he just every day consistently for two years wow yeah. You always hear that and you're like, well, he's maybe he's full of it or something, you know, obviously he's in good shape. You can tell that, but um, oh, he's sh- he shredded. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah. Looking back now, you know, those healthy scratch bag skates, do you think those, those helped you get back to where you are now for sure? Yeah. I, th- I mean, yeah, I, I don't know if it helped me get back to where I was or it just like, it made me appreciate, you know, playing well, and right. trying to stay in the lineup. Um, you know, I never, never going to complain a day in my life. Um, if I'm in the NHL, but, uh, yeah, I'd, I'd way rather, you know, put my, my efforts towards a, a winning cause than um, just trying to stay in shape. That's, uh, that, that, those, some of them can be pretty rough. So is that every, every game you're healthy, it's a bag skate that morning? Yeah, usually. Yeah. Until, so like maybe at the end of the season, if you're not making the playoffs, they kind of lay off, lay off on you a little bit, but um, right. Roddy, Roddy didn't have that type of mentality. So there was no escaping him. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Um, no, I mean, I, uh, I don't want to take up too much of your time, but I, I appreciate you coming on and talking to me and uh, you guys got the Red Wings. All right. Good, uh, good young team. Uh, what do you expect uh, from them? Well, I, I know they can score goals. Um, yeah. You know, that's, uh, like you said, they're young and talented. And, um, you know, you, you get into a situation, like I don't know where the the playoff pitcher is in the East, but I, I'm pretty sure it's already pretty much set. Mm-hmm. So, so you get a team like that that's not going to be in the playoffs. Um, you know, they're playing with free will. They're, you know, there's no pressure on them. These guys are going to be out there just uh, – you know, rolling. So, um, you know, like I said, there's no nights off, or there's no free nights. So we got to, you know, we got to keep with our, you know, foot on the gas. 
and then, you know, just be ready for these guys to have a big push. Um, I remember when I was in Pittsburgh or sorry, in Carolina and we played Pittsburgh and we were out of the playoffs, you know, anytime you get to play Sidney Crosby and Evgeny Malkin, you know, you're going to have a good night. Those guys are, you know, some of the best in the world and you still want to, you know, compete against the best. So you're not, uh, you know, just trying to roll over and have a, a free night for anybody. Right. Well, Brad, I, uh, started off rough, but we got through it. Uh, yeah, we got her done. Yeah. I appreciate your patience and, uh, best of luck down the stretch. Really appreciate the time. And, uh, maybe we'll catch up, uh, in, in New Brunswick this summer. Okay, man. Sounds great. All right. Thanks, Brad. Right. Take care. Take care, bud. That is Brad Malone, everybody. Uh, thank you to Brad for, Propping on, really appreciate it. Really fun chat getting to hear about uh, some really some cool coaches. Craig Brubay, Rob Brendan, I love hearing that uh, Brendan Moore story because it just adds to the to the intrigue and you know what who Roddy is. But um, thank you guys all for hanging in there that are listening live. Really appreciate it. Uh, this will be up on podcasts as well after. But have a great night. Hope you guys enjoyed the interview. I'll be back tomorrow. This is to the point.